listening to another L&D podcast, hosted by myself, Orash Maznane, and Paul Richardson. Yeah, we're uh, we're back um, after a little hiatus. Um, season two. This is the first episode that we're doing um, in a series of episodes, and this one we've decided to talk about failure and um, times when things have gone wrong or haven't gone according to plan. And I suppose this comes about mainly just because it was a conversation that, that we were talking about um, during the break. It also was something that came up when we were discussing creativity and we're talking about having that or making space uh, to enable yourself to, to fail. And also, I think as learning professionals, and uh, we have to recognize that that's what happens in real life. People learn from getting things wrong. And um, which is kind of ironic when we think about the, 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 the corporate world, the world of business and how even in L&D, everything's so centered and focused on getting things right and getting things right first time. Um, so yeah, so it's just, this is going to be an opportunity for Paul and I to, to share some of, some of some of our failures and I suppose what we learned from them and hopefully other people can, can take something, something from it as well. If not, other than just to recognize that we're all human and we all make mistakes and and mm-hmm. screw things up from time to time um so yeah with that said uh paul i mean i've got a few that, that i kind of um I, I wrote down before the session i had a bit of a think but um have you got any of it that you want to sort of kick off with yeah i'll i'll, I'll kick off with uh <laughs> with, with one of my um crash and burns uh which was really out of it came out of nowhere, but it was a it was a, a, a really important moment for me in my uh, development. I think as a ongoing development as a as a facilitator, and it was it was just in a, a, a what appeared on the face of it to be a really sort of straightforward session that we were doing, and uh, the the subject of the session was uh, around uh, selling. Effectively, that was the basis of it. It was about uh, getting through to to customers and trying to uh, change customers' minds uh, about the company and getting them to consider products um, that we were what we were offering and it was it was it was after a video with a video that had been used and I think Gorash is, is a, a familiar with this video actually because we both worked at the same place for a while um, and someone put a video together based on a, a, the concept of feel felt and found. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really to get customers to consider something that they uh, previously may not have, have, have thought was something for them, uh, an alternative way of looking. And you use the other people, other other customers that I've, I understand your position, other customers that I've spoken to have felt the same, and um, but that the, the, feel the same, and that the, they also, the same people after they'd looked at that, found that, there was another alternative, blah, 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 blah. So it was using that feel, felt, found model uh, to try and persuade uh, a customer to consider something they wouldn't normally have considered. Really, it felt, you know, the discussion around that started off, and I think there were about 12 learners 
and uh, the first couple of people after we showed a video it had a really well uh, put together uh, animation video with a voiceover um and it, it was almost i was in that phase and people who facilitate will know this it, it was a joining up bit in the session between a couple of moments and and, and it was almost i was treating it uh, almost as a right we'll just do this and, and and i was thinking about the next uh activity to be fair and i just said so what are our thoughts and feelings on on that and a couple of people said yeah yeah get it yeah 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 and uh, and then about the third person uh, to speak absolutely uh went off on one about it <laughs> and uh and, and just tried to really attack uh, this is how it felt um and they were just giving their opinion in reality but they, they tried to attack the whole uh, essence of it changing somebody's mind we shouldn't be doing that with customers he did come across with that attitude in the organization we worked for because it was a um a sort of a utility which many people think should stand um sort of as a uh, i don't know not really it, it was more of a public service than a, a business but absolutely it was a business and it did need to sell its products but this person was coming very much from a, a point of view that we should, if people were saying effectively saying no we shouldn't try and persuade them to to to, to look at something differently and we'd be it, it just descended into a very acrimonious uh between people in the group uh discussion and it just had an awful awful feel to it and that that the learning for the day um the, the, the course that was on and this is back in the days when you did seven hours uh, sometimes of training in a day with a group uh, just absolutely ended at that point there was after that the atmosphere in the room had been decimated um and and i'm not exaggerating in saying that there was just an awful atmosphere um in the room and people were being to try and make a point about how they felt about what had been said in that uh, session, people were then using other answers as I was trying to, to make my way through the, mat the material in the session uh, to try and, and sort of double down on that point. So there were a couple of things that came from that uh, for me, which is, you know, you don't, I, I took my eye off the ball. Hmm. Um, I was thinking about the next thing and treating a part of the the session because it had previously worked in this particular way that that would be what happened and it was something the thing I rash it was something and nothing in my mind but it, it just taught me that moment taught me that it, 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 some part of a session that you may feel is mundane and just a you know a, a, a sort of a, a passing part of it to somebody it could be the most important moment in the in the whole session and I wasn't ready for it I wasn't uh, on the balls of my feet I was you know getting ready to click the slide to the next thing uh, as it was in that session and it caught me completely and I and I completely failed to get a grip and was on the back foot um, mm. from then on and I didn't you know as I look back and reflect on it there were lots of things I could have done which I didn't do because I was so surprised and taken aback by the speed of the descent um, into acrimony, really, uh, in that session. And I would, if I was asked in a recent interview um, to describe, you know, what would I do when things went wrong? And I 
what I tend to do, if I'm honest with that, is uh, I don't actually describe what I did in that situation. I use that situation as my example um, of, a, of what can go wrong. Uh, but what I do is I say that uh, when, I, when, I, when I'm having that discussion, I would example I use that, but what I, and say what I would have done mm. as of what I actually did. Um, so that's yeah, it was a it was a uh, a chastening moment for me and my probably in terms of a session going wrong, my biggest failure. And what um, what would you have done in on reflection now? <clears throat> my response to the. My, this is and I'm, again I, I, I'm really laying my cards on the table here but I almost laughed mm. at the ferocity because it was so I mean people it was that um, I wasn't laughing out loud in a sense it was that's what we do as humans sometimes in response to a really unexpected thing isn't it you know you you you, you sort of go Whoa, and that's what I did and that f- poured fuel onto onto it and uh, in, in, in later discussion uh, it, 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 you know that it came out that it, it, the person thought that that I was laughing at what they were saying um, so I tried to, to sort of humour the way around it um, I tried to avoid addressing what had been said because I was the feeling of the session up to that point had been that you know we the whole purpose was to think about customers who were reticent initially to engage in a, in a sales type called products based conversation um, and to persuade them to at least consider uh, our our uh, product offer. I, it didn't, I'd not considered the possibility, and you may say this is, is ridiculously naive, um, but it didn't feel like the issue that we shouldn't do this at all was on the table at that point. Mm. It felt like we'd moved on from that. This is was maybe a third of the way, probably a bit more actually, maybe two thirds of the way through the session. Um, it's a while ago now, and so I was, I had to drag myself. Well, I, I mean, I failed, so I didn't get this right. It ultimately, it did, it did ruin the session, in my, certainly from my point of view. Um, and actually, what happened just to for people uh, to think about this in a in the round, what happened was that I, the room ended up splitting into people who support who were trying to be supportive of myself, and people who 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 wanted the session ruined is how it felt, and that made it worse. I'd have almost preferred that if people, you know, didn't if that's not what had happened. So I think my initial the the crucial factor for me in terms of what I should have done was I should have addressed it properly, professionally. Um, right at the start and acknowledge what was being said potentially in a controlled way open that up for 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 um for a discussion um having summarized what i had heard and maybe asking the person to just clarify what it was precisely they were they were talking about but anyway that's uh that's there you go you get you're starting to get me interview answer now which is not- <laughs> <laughs> no no that's that's cool yeah it is it is interesting i think i've been there as well where somebody just sort of scoffed at the concept of the of the, the the technique or whatever was in the training that, that you were delivering mm. and they're like oh you're not gonna expect us to i can't remember what it was it might have been like 
it was something to do with complaints and be like, oh, you're not going to expect us to do this, are you? And I knew that that was coming up. At, they, were, <laughs> and they were watching some videos and were, they sort of like put two and two together and came to that conclusion and scoffed. I mean, in the end, um, it wasn't um, <clears throat> it, it wasn't as... It, their reaction wasn't as bad as as what I anticipated it was, but I think they were mm. they definitely weren't bought into it. Is what I would say. Um, no, that's interesting. I think <clears throat> I think for me there was there was a few that I wrote down. I think probably one of the I think one of the ones when I look back on and and maybe sort of think a little bit or think really or. I'm not embarrassed about, but just a bit, oh, I was so naive and at the time sort of thing was, um, there was a piece of e-learning that I was working on and I didn't solely work on it, but I was, I, I, it was sort of, I did a bit on it and then passed it on to someone else who kind of finished it off. And, um, it was early on in, in my career where e-learning was, was everything, so it was something that I was I was really good at, and it was also something that um, I say really good at in terms of making it look cool and and, and do cool stuff. Um, mm. And <clears throat> there was a piece of learning that came. It was a colleague that originally had it that was involved in like the proposal stage and 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 kind of uh, getting the everything sort of off the ground so to speak and then it was passed to me and it wasn't really a big piece essentially what what was happening as Paul talked about um, <clears throat> earlier was when we were at the utility company there was um, a piece of learning that needed to go out around essentially telling customers what the cheapest uh, tariff would be um, for their their utilities and it was i think it was something that had come come via the regulator that we had to start doing and um I, yeah i remember the the learning i don't know if it was the original designer that had the idea to start off with and passed that idea on to me and i kind of ran with it and what we ended up doing was it was a bit like a comic strip so essentially you there was like a conversation between a customer and um a sort of customer service advisor and it was it played out on on the screen as a comic strip and i think you clicked on various different things to access uh information so i mean it was from what i remember a glorified click next um mm. e-learning tarted up though to make it look nice and like a comic strip and um <clears throat> I remember I'd kind of fleshed it out and and started actually building it in the offering tool and then passing it on to <clears throat> somebody else and they'd kind of finished it off and I know that they'd made it even more uh, bold by adding loads of uh, sort of effects to things so there's like built a bit like PowerPoint how you can add um, different effects so you can have like text kind of floating or whatever all those kind of so they'd gone a bit wild with the effects maybe a bit overboard um and it went out and i i just remember that i think the the initial reaction that we got was that 
it it didn't quite i mean it served the purpose but it it didn't quite hit the mark um mm. and i remember a conversation that i had with my manager just saying that yeah it was a bit like ott and we were looking a while back sort of we got access to some data from like the I suppose initial feedback survey so we're looking at the, at the negative comments and we were sort of looking at all the negative comments and and almost dismissing them and and somebody had somebody had had, had said or they'd said oh I don't know why it couldn't just be a powerpoint and um on reflection I mean after the fact like I said after we'd reflected and maybe a couple of years later we'd um realized or i'd realized come to the conclusion that actually that that was something that probably wasn't even learning it, it could have just been a briefing that was um delivered via a manager um and it wasn't i wouldn't say it was a car crash but it was definitely probably one of those projects that stands out where i just think that not just myself but just me and my colleagues were all so off the mark that um and we didn't even realize it um until after the fact so that yeah that was definitely one that stuck out and the funny thing was a colleague that added all the 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 sort of bells and whistles and effects that was something that sort of stuck with her for the rest of her kind of tenure at, at that company that we we sort of used to joke that she would add um hundreds of effects to stuff um even though she kind of claimed that she didn't do that um but it was something that, that stuck so but yeah that was definitely one that that immediately uh came to mind have you got is there anything else any others that yeah you've got? well I, i'm just uh, thinking here i don't know what to what any uh, of our listeners might be thinking but certainly um I think you got away with it relatively easy, rather uh, unlike the riot in my uh, in my learning room. Well, what a riot! But you know what I mean. Um, and and the other, my other thought about that is that uh, as we've discussed uh, uh, amongst ourselves before, that sort of whole idea of tariff training uh, was a, the graveyard of many um, a training session, one way or another, whether it be in the design or the delivery. To be fair. Um, so you were, I think, just the subject area itself. You were already on dubious ground, or Ash, to be fair. Um, yeah, my uh, thoughts about about fairly the second one um, that certainly was on my list is a really high profile um, piece of work which came towards the end of uh, my career, and it wasn't the reason for it being the end of my career. I hasten to add. Um, at a, a, a same company, and that was uh, there, there was the the, uh, the need to train a, a lot of area managers in a very short space of time, and uh, myself and a colleague who were I think you know we, we were really pleased to be involved, and in the fact that we were involved said something about how we were regarded as facilitators within the organisation. Uh, it was that kind of piece of work. I think we'd been picked because we were seen as competent, you know, more than competent in the area, to be fair. Um, so there was a little bit of pressure. And it was uh, training that was uh, uh, was delivered at, a, at a, a site which involved overnight stay and 
and, and, and a lot of travel to get to, so it was quite exciting, and 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 we knew it was high profile, and it was with a, a managers which were up to a relatively high level within the organisation. Um, now, we'd not designed the training; the training had been designed uh, outside the operation. In fact, it was it had been designed by a third party organisation, and we we it wasn't finished properly until very. Uh, close to the date that it needed to be delivered and you know as with all things um, in an ideal world we would have had longer but commercial uh, considerations often mean that you have to bite the bullet and, and, and get on with it but the in the session itself um, I was taking the lead and my colleague was going to come in and, and, and pick up it was a co-facilitated piece um, and we, we, we there was a a, a briefing before we started the training and I should have picked up uh, before the briefing was hard work for the senior manager who was running it and it was clear that the senior manager didn't have the answer to a lot of questions that the uh, attendees, the learners potentially had about the change that was taking place and the training we were going to give was, was obviously uh, related to that change and what happened was that after the sort of unanswered questions part had, had, had finished and we started the training the learners were having none of it and they were just looking for places where they could ask their unanswered questions or relate a question to the unanswered questions that they knew were there they were obviously annoyed that mm. there were so many things that answers couldn't be given to and I it was you know I can't even say it was early on and I wasn't experienced but it just I felt uh, I was in this unfamiliar sort of room in this unfamiliar place with all these people who to some extent I was a little bit intimidated by their seniority and I went to pieces really uh, mm. not visibly I don't think but certainly mentally um, and I had to I ended up handing over early to my uh, to my to my colleague who soldiered on uh, with it until the the break when we were able to sort of get our heads together and and, and try and sort things out um, but that was that was an awful moment it was and I'm lucky I, I would say I haven't had lots of those moments um, and on the back of it we had another session in another place another part of the country two days later and we were able to really make amendments and change the order of play and, and, and when things were said and get answers to some questions. Um, and the second session was brilliant, actually. It was really, really good session. But that one was, a, 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 you know, a real failure. And again, uh, one that I, I sort of always refer back when I need to get my feet on the ground about my, my, my facilitation. That's one of the ones that I think to just to, steady the ship a little bit mm. yeah it's, it's interesting um i'm just trying to i don't think i've got any that any like real car crashes in terms of well, I think, I think training the thing, about, the thing about that one um or actually <clears throat> is that it, it, what that says is is about the whole thing that learners you know you and, and, and maybe maybe this is just me and maybe this is about my unconscious biases i don't know but on my conscious basis, but you almost imagine that you'll have the most difficulty with the people who are at the 
the the the sort of the the lower level in that organisation, the customer facing level of the organisation is where you'll you'd have people challenging. I, I I made the mistake of thinking that the further up the candlestick you go, uh, to use a uh, if I can say it that way, th- that you wouldn't people would be better behaved mm. in inverted commas, but what. You know, people were feeling under pressure. There were redundancies were in the air. This was big changes to people, the way people were going to be working going forward. If some people were moving areas, and their behaviours, you know, were exactly what you would expect from anybody when you think about it. That was where, you know, the in terms of the personal responsibility for that, that's where my failure. What I'd failed to anticipate that people's behaviours, regardless of, of what level they are in an organisation, you know, can be really affected by uh, the, the uh, mindset that they've got with respect to a change that's taking place. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, there's, I suppose just coming back to tariffs, I know you touched on tariffs. I think that was one, that was something as well that I, um, I often think back to, not because... I suppose not from on the basis of anything that I did, but more on the basis of what I didn't do. And again, this is a benefit, having a, um, the benefit of hindsight and knowing what I know now, which as opposed to at the time I didn't know. Um, and as Paul alluded to, uh, the subject of tariffs was something that used to come about um, it was a bit like clockwork on an annual basis. Um, so there was, we'd always end up having to do some sort of training every year, pretty much around tariffs. And the general gist was that the customer service advisors just didn't know how to deal with tariffs. Um, and this was the opinion of like managers and, and, and I suppose some, uh, stakeholders within within the business and obviously they were the ones that um then came to L and D to say oh we need we need some training on on or some more training on on tariffs and I think that was one of the things that um what in terms of a failure the way that I look it was that because I was involved in one of them and I was not involved in, in, in some of the others because one of my colleagues was, but I was very much informed about what was happening. Um, and I suppose in terms of a failure, my I kind of wished that I'd had a bit more opportunity or maybe the uh, the, the boldness to, to actually challenge, especially when the, the kind of second and third time it, it came around to to actually push back and and ask ask some more questions and and be mm-hmm. and try and get them to consider well actually if we're having to do training all the time then maybe training is not the answer maybe it's that they they know what they should be doing it's just a case of there is some other factors at play that are stopping them from doing it whether it be that the system or the process was overly complicated or that actually in reality what was supposed to happen didn't actually happen on a on a regular basis so it meant that people had to find some sort of workaround um but i'm i'm really confident that um 
it wasn't a case that people didn't know what to do, which was the premise behind a lot of these, well, all of these learning interventions, mm. essentially. Um, and yeah, that's something that I kind of look at uh, as a bit of a failure, more of one of those ones where you look back and just think, oh, that was an opportunity where could have actually made some big change or some had some big impact and we sort of fumbled the pen and just carried on doing what we'd, we'd always done. Well, it, it, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And I, it, it, there is, it, there's almost a, a slight difference, isn't there, between where I failed, where you've personally failed, mm. and failures you've been involved in. Mm. And that's in the second example that I gave, the big, uh, the big meeting with the managers example, you know, there was a mixture of the two. There were, there were on a personal level, I suppose, my failure was of um, confidence and uh, uh, flexibility in the situation that I found myself in, trying to plow on with the training when he, when I'd realised that what we were really dealing with here with was unanswered questions and my failure to address that and to bring a full stop to the previous bit, which in the following session. I was able to do that. I was able to say, you know, so just to be clear what we're going to do now, you know, it's that piece that I now have in all my training mm. sessions where, where I define uh, prior to the learning objectives or as part of looking at learning objectives and why we're here, what the session is about and what it's not about. Um, I didn't use to do that and that would have been so helpful in that situation. And I can take that, uh, that from, you know, uh, to myself. There were other things that were completely not my fault and that the fail that contributed to that failure, but one of them, and you touched on it there as you were talking about uh, the development of that work, was saying no and challenging. Mm. Actually, it should is it right? There was a rush to go ahead, but you know, I, we mean you and I have talked previously about Toyota and people being able to pull the lever uh, in the factory to stop the line if there's something that's going wrong that's going to cause. Uh, the 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 cars not to be up to scratch, and mm-hmm. um, we didn't have that lever, and we need you know we should have had that lever, and we could have for the for the sake of um, you know half of the managers were in that meeting, and their experience of that change was indelibly affected by the fact that we were we were not ready to deliver, we'd not thought through, and we were not ready to deliver that training. It was too rushed, and it would have been much better to have pulled the plug on that, put it back a week done the other session and then gone to that session and it just needed somebody to be brave enough to say actually I'm not ready I don't think this uh, that we're ready for this either personally or um, and that's a difficult one to that's a difficult call to make mm. uh, but but I guess that's you know in your interview situation if you're using an example like that <laughs> uh, if you, you know when you're wanting to explain that I think that is something that it's important to be brave enough to do not uh, you know it's a uh, a dramatic option but there are times when that is the right thing to do yeah absolutely concern. absolutely um, and i would do it now i'd be much more willing to do it now but well yeah i think sometimes like you said you need to well you need you need to live through those experiences in order to learn from them and and um and i think that's why like having those failures or um and sometimes it's sometimes i guess 
one of the things I just want to throw out there is that quite often people, when you say the word failure, they think of, as you put it at the beginning of, of this um, of this episode, crash, like a crash and burn, like some spectacular mm-hmm. event going wrong or thing that's so wide of a mark. But I suppose in reality, failures aren't always like that. Sometimes they could just be a bit like a wet fart where mm-hmm. something just doesn't really it do, it's not bad but it just doesn't land in in the way that that you expected or something just isn't quite right so um it's not this big car crash uh, so to speak which people often think about when you when you talk about failures but sometimes they can just be things that um aren't spectacular or quite mundane or and in a case where they're just wide of the of the mark and in essence that that's still a failure and those are sometimes the things that 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 you equally learn a lot from well i think that that that's that i think that is true and i think i mean i i my thinking on this has been informed as we talked about before in thinking about what what to do in this session. One of the things we that, that led us to the subject was, you know, about people saying that the uh, people who might appoint people, people who were um, hiring people, uh, making statements that they were more interested in talking to somebody about their failures and how they learned from them than they were about their successes. Mm. Um, and and I think you're right. And I think what the, the real art here is people, you, you know, including myself, would probably concentrate on the crash and burns, whereas, in fact, there's probably more to learn from the from the sort of micro failures, um, to, 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 to put it that way. Um, but you can learn from both. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, the ones that stick in your mind, the ones that more easily brought to mind for me are the crash, crash and burns. But actually, if I think about the things that I needed to put right in order to avoid those, personally, where it, that were my... Uh, where, that I was accountable for, then those same things were probably impacting several sort of uh, things that didn't work elsewhere, actually. Um, and in putting them right, I was solving a lot more problems than uh, than, I, than I was probably conscious of, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also there's sometimes where you have like near misses, as I call them, where you you equally sort of learn from, from those. And I remember occasion when me and a colleague sort of had this grand idea to create we were creating a series of videos and we we're going to go off and and film them and, and and do all this stuff and then um we we'd sort of got so fixated on this idea that that was that was what we were going to do um and then when when the man when our manager kind of looked at it he'd sort of suggested or he'd kind of commented that we were trying to fit potentially fit a, a square peg in a round hole and we ended up doing something else which was in line with what the two uh, L&D consultants who were working on the project actually wanted um, and I mean it, what we ended up with was all right I'm still not convinced that it was uh, it, it was necessarily the best solution but um, I think the outcome in the end was 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 right and um yeah that was one of those ones where potentially it could have been a spectacular car crash but um we learned from it um in a in a slightly different way by somebody kind of just stepping in and 
just slightly adjusting our, our kind of trajectory. Well, I, I think that is, I absolutely think that's that's on the money. And uh, do you know, it, it relates to something we've talked about before on a previous episode on creativity, because what that person was doing was actually saying to you, yes, and, wasn't it? Mm. Um, and you ended up from with something different, but you, you got there through the yes, and process and i think that that's it's worth pointing out the importance of um failure in the creative process as well um you know there's always the old uh, t-shirt i think it was chumba wumba used to the, the leeds band chumba wumba uh, used to have the t-shirt that said uh, no one's completely useless you can always act as a bad example um, that that failures are like that as well they are often uh, a sort of a just a, a point along the road towards creating something really good, um, and you've got to uh, you know keep some. You need to keep in your toolbox for that for that reason. Um, I, I would I would say. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think that's that's uh, that kind of ties in nicely with what we were talking about, like you said, on the creativist creativity side of things. Um, so yeah, I think I think that sort of wraps up um, the failures that we that we had um, quite nicely. You can find me at Orash Mazanane on Twitter and Orash Razai Mazanane on LinkedIn. And you can find me on LinkedIn by searching Paul Richardson. Thanks for listening.